0: I'm very pleased to open the day um, with Adrian Bradley from Cleveland Scott York and Jason McCammon from Stoll Reeves, who are going to be talking about IP for MedTech, very important subject, as you all know. Um, and they're also, I think you're doing a joint presentation, so there will also be a focus on European and US markets as well, so should be really interesting. And there'll be some time at the end for questions. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Dave. So, um, my name is Adrian Bradley, I'm a European and UK Patent Attorney, so I'm going to open the session and just give a very broad overview of what uh, constitutes IP and uh, the particular applications in the medical device and medical technology sector. So. Uh, The talk is at a very, very general level, so I'm sure some of you have some uh, degree of familiarity with IP, and perhaps you're even very experienced in uh, getting IP protection for your products and technology, so I apologize if this is uh, stuff you know already. So, in very broad terms, what is intellectual property? Intellectual property is the products of creativity, and innovation. So, the main forms of intellectual property that we talk about when we're thinking about medical technology, I've shown here. So, patents broadly relate to inventions, technical inventions. Designs protect the appearance of articles. Copyright protects literary works, software, and other Uh, artistic uh, works, and trademarks, of course, protect your brand. So these are all the different flavors of IP. These are different tools that we have in the toolkit to um, protect and support our business. So it's very important to note that IP is a double-edged sword. So even if you consider that what you are doing is not, you're not going to spend money on my and Jason's uh, services. You don't want to pursue patent protection. Everything you're doing is very well known. Everybody else, all your competitors, will not take this view. And they will have their own IP, which you cannot afford to ignore. So there is always these two edges to the sword. There is what you have and what your competitors have. So this is the main purpose of um, a freedom to operate exercise. So you must be sure that the activity that you are planning, or what you are proposing to undertake, or what you are seeking investment to do, does not infringe a valid intellectual property right that is owned by someone else. Otherwise, that is kind of a showstopper for your business, um, for your business plan. So the purpose of a freedom to operate exercise is to conduct a comprehensive search of the intellectual property rights that are in force and give a legal opinion that you will not enforce such rights. And generally, the sums of money we're talking about investing in bringing a medical device to the market are significant. And if those are uh, wasted, because you uh, are slapped with a cease and desist letter from your competitor because you're infringing their patent, that is a, uh, a bad outcome uh, for you. And it's also valuable to uh, get an overview of the IP landscape, just to know what has already been done. So a third of research and development, it is, in, it is estimated, is wasted on reinventing the wheel, on developing products that are, all, that are already known and have failed in the market for uh, non-technical reasons. So when we think about uh, medical technology, medical devices, we're talking about a very broad class of entities, ranging all the way from stents, from pre-filled syringes, uh, cardiac pacemakers, and uh, MRI machines. So it's, it's difficult to think of a more diverse class of uh, entity. So obviously for these different classes, these different types of technology, this, it is not a one-size-fits-all solution. You will need uh, to draw on a different tools that we have in the toolbox to obtain valuable protection for these kind of products. So I've given an example here of a cardiac pacemaker. So the, uh, the technical features of device, the physical implementation of the device would be, perhaps be protected by several patents. The appearance could be protected by a registered design. The software that operates uh, the device uh, through copyright The actual therapeutic method whereby the device uh, controls the um, uh, the cardiac rhythm could be controlled could be uh, protected by another patent and the overall branding is protected by a trademark so you're using a lot of different IP rights to get a valuable commercial monopoly for your product so why do we want to go what is the use of Um, gaining protection, of obtaining protection in this way. So the most obvious use is to maintain a proprietary position. If you are devoting a significant proportion of your budget to R&D, if you're not protecting the fruits of your R&D, you're giving an advantage to your competitors because they can just copy your product without having the burden of uh, going to the R&D expense. Investors will want to see uh, how they are going to obtain a return on their investment. And in the absence of a proprietary position, it's going to be a difficult case to make that that you are able to generate that return on them. And when you're seeking money for uh, seed funding or your first round of institutional investment, that will be one of the first questions you're asked. What is your IP position? And it creates a valuable licensing opportunity. So, several, some technologies have a plethora of different applications. One of which you are interested in developing yourself, but potentially other applications which you're not interested in developing could be outlicensed to other parties. And also, IP is a very international. Um, it's a very international thing. So, if you're interested in your domestic market, perhaps you're going to market and launch yourself in your home market, but it might be worth considering uh, licensing to uh, to someone else, exploiting in a market where you're where you don't have the financial muscle to enter. And you've got to think about your your eventual exit as well. If you're a, it depends on where you are. If you're a startup, then if you're looking to be acquired, then the IP is a is an asset for the business that is recorded and uh, it's a very valuable component of uh, the goodwill of the business. So, for the rest of uh, my 10 minutes, I'm just going to focus on patents, which I think are the most familiar and the most widely used in the medical device sector. So these in general protect inventions so these are a technical solution to a technical problem so they don't concern themselves with the appearance or uh, other aspects of uh, of the device and a patent is a monopoly so it gives you the right to exclude others from working your invention And this is generally conducted, uh, is generally drafted by a professional, uh, a patent attorney, who is skilled at taking what you have done and generalizing it to such an extent that it gives you a valuable monopoly and doesn't allow your competitor to work around what you have done. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of the law, but broadly an invention must be new in that nothing like it has been seen before, and it must be inventive in that it Solves a problem in a way that is not obvious. So normally, what we uh, a very common way to proceed is to initially file a patent application in your home jurisdiction. For example, here in the UK, I would file a UK application, and this plants your flag in the sand. At that date, your your patent is judged against the state of the art, whether it's new and inventive. And there is an international system, which is very widely used, which enables you to uh, draw on what you filed in that initial application and get protection wherever you need. And generally, as we're going along this timeline, uh, the expense increases uh, quite dramatically. But the idea is that the expense is de- deferred by about two and a half years. So you have got this period of time to judge whether you're invention is actually going to be a success in the marketplace before you start making these, um, these significant spend on, uh, on legal services. So sp- specific points to bear in mind from a European perspective is that methods of treatment are not patentable in Europe. So you can get a patent for the apparatus, you can get a patent for a device. But you cannot get a patent for a method of using the device if it's a surgical method. So, it needs um, it needs some care and skill in the drafting to get uh, to get valuable protection for medical technologies. Patenting of software as such is not allowable in Europe. So again you need to focus on the technical implementation of what the software actually does. So if the software is controlling a a pacemaker or an MRI machine, it is generally possible to get protection for a computer-implemented invention, but not for the software as such. So again, it's quite a specialized area.